Yes Have Some Podcast is brought to you by Carnivorous Creations, your one-stop shop for all of your proton pack building needs. If you're in the market for a proton pack, head to carnivoruscreations.com. That's carnivorous with a K. You're going to find aluminum motherboards, resin parts, fiberglass shells, and a whole lot more. Find them on Facebook at Carnivorous Creations or head straight to carnivoruscreations.com. Remember carnivorous with a K and get started on an authentic screen accurate proton pack. Primordial looking, like, uh... Crystal... Yeah. Not Crystal Skull. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, the legend of the dark Crystal Skull. Yeah. Um, my favorite part about... Oh, Jim Henson. The whole, yeah. this whole, the whole station thing is that... So, like, station don't show up until, like, you know, the last third of the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. But because they've... Because the movie starts in the future and all this has already happened saying station is already like the cool thing to say. So the first half of the movie, you, you get people going station. Yes. You're like, why are they saying state? It makes no sense to you until you get to the end of the movie when Station shows up. Dude, I need to rewatch it now. It's amazing. Yeah, I didn't pick up on that when I was, because I was watching it for the first time last night. Uh, Bogus. From the, no, go ahead. Journey. Yeah. No, just for those of you listening, we're talking about a Bill and Ted's bogus journey. So. <laughs> they couldn't figure that part out. If, like, you, did, if you didn't about? know who Station was, <laughs> you're oh, like me. Like, from the from the first time that like two evil robot us's show up at the very beginning, like mm-hmm. they say they're like station. I'm yeah. Like, so, <laughs> yeah, and then oh uh, when the dude from um when it's like when Rufus shows up at the school and he's got his historical figures mm-hmm. and he's got uh Bach and I don't remember who else, but one of them was the mm-hmm. dude from Faith No More, and he's like, "Station, that's yeah. so awesome." Yes. Yep. Um, also, I love their clothes. If any, and I want to go to that university. Scientists or engineers are listening to our show. We would like evil robot uses. Yeah, please. Yeah, that definitely. Yeah, that'd be good. Or, Wait a or minute, like the good robot uses. We should have a shirt with us three designed as the good robot uses. That's even oh, better. Shit. Those guys are so cool looking. Also, I yeah. like when Station like talks about how they built the good robot uses, and then Death is like, he says something about how like how he helped pick everything out. Like, yeah. yeah, Death is secretly <laughs> the best part of that whole movie. I want, I want there to be. He's great. The... That actor, that actor is amazing. Yeah, he's fantastic. I like that guy. But I also secretly wanted Bill Hader to be playing him at the same time because I felt like he would do a great <laughs> job. Been, if they would have made that movie like now, it probably yeah. would have been. Yeah, he would do that. Great. You know who? You know who's playing Death, right? Who is that? The actor. That guy. His his name is William Sattler, mm-hmm. and he um. He's in. He was in a lot of like. He was in a couple Tales from the Crypt episodes. He's actually in a Tales from the Crypt episode as Death, like the same Death. He's got the same voice and everything. I need oh, to watch that episode. He also is. Um, he was in uh, The Mist. He was in oh. like Shawshank. He's in a couple like. Oh, that's where I recognized him movies. from. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, he's, he's like he's like one of the redneck dudes in The Mist. That, yeah. 
He's one also, of the two that goes into the thing. Oh, so okay. that guy is in also in another role in Bill and Ted's He's got some range journey. then. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, at, towards towards the end when they're just like going to families' houses. Yeah, they're like the, he's one of those guys. He's the stereotypical like German dad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's him. He's yeah. all over the place. He's been in a he's lot a cool, of stuff. I've always liked that guy. He's he's always in like he's always got like bit parts or stuff like that. But I, I really like him, and, and he's really good. Yeah. He's really good as like. The ignorant redneck in the mist. So, mm-hmm. so my favorite at that part of the movie, quite about- a departure from death. Who's <laughs> like fantastic and hilarious and like somewhat effeminate, and I love him. He's like one of my mm-hmm. favorite characters. Yeah, he, so. well, the whole the the scene where what's interesting is um, God, I'm all over the place. So I hadn't seen Bogus Journey in like 15 or 20 years or something like that. Yeah, and I remembered everything so well. I forgot that was my favorite movie when I was a kid. So it's the scene. So when Bill and Ted are falling and they're screaming and then they stop <laughs> yeah. and they're like, mm-hmm. this is a really big hole. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, I would go to the playground, get up on the platform, like, a, you know, where there's like a slide and a swing set. Mm-hmm. And I would stand up there like six feet off the ground. And then I would just start screaming, pretending I was falling. Yeah. And then I would stop screaming. <laughs> You're being Bill and Ted for a minute. Yeah. I would stop screaming. And then I'd like recite those lines. And then I'd play 20 questions all by myself, by the way. Yeah. 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 And then I would jump and hit the ground. I and like then it. Realize I was in hell. Uh-huh. Um, also known as elementary school. Oh, yeah. got it. Um, so yeah, I love <laughs> Bill and Ted's bogus journey, but I do like the part at the end when um, uh, the villain, I can't even think of his name, uh, he interrupts the satellite feed and all television stations in the world are now broadcasting the San Dimas Battle of the Bands. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and people are like, Taking interest, like, oh, this is what is this? Right. I'm gonna watch this. Uh, and like, there's already <laughs> subtitles in the other countries. And yeah, stuff. it's great. Uh, it's it's great. a really good movie. And it, I was surprised when I was uh, going back looking at like the old reviews. Like, people liked it. People were like, "This is kind of a departure from the first movie, and it's kind of its own thing, and it's it's absurd and weird." And yeah, uh, Roger Ebert gave it three out of four stars. He yeah, he said, it. "Wow." You know, a lot of times sequels, they just repeat the first movie, and this movie is so different than the first movie. There's it like is, some really think, funny writing It is, it. and I think it's better. I mm-hmm. think it's a better movie than the first it movie. It almost feels like a horror movie at certain points, like when the mm-hmm. when the grandma's leaning in for the kiss Oof. and, like, some of that, like, like uh, flashback stuff, like, while they're yeah. in hell and, like, in the... They're literally in hell. They literally die. <laughs> yeah, and it's, like, <laughs> dark murdered. and funny, and I like it. We're dead, dude! <laughs> Um, and they're super positive. Like, the first movie, for sure, because we watched that the night before we watched um, Bogus Adventure, so... Bogus just, Adventure? Er, no, no. <laughs> Bogus Journey. Bill and Journey. Ted's Excellent... Excellent Adventure, then Bogus Journey. Bogus. Right. It was originally called Bill and Ted Go to Hell. Mm-hmm. That was the original name of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like that they're super positive. They are very positive. It's like a fun movie, so... Uh, they even make reference to that, like, hey, uh, <laughs> they're like... Uh, Hey Ted, you think when we get married, the princesses will start sleeping over? (laughs) No, I actually like that the girls, the princesses, are like they play in the band and like it's like somewhat respectful to them and like they're decent dudes the whole time. Like the bad robot versions of them are not decent and they do some pretty extreme stuff. But uh, the them as characters, I like them a lot. So there you go. That's Mm -hmm. our. I like when they're doing their. when they're doing their, like, when they're asking the princesses to marry. Oh, yeah. You know, each one. And they're, like, saying the same thing. But whenever they get to the will you marry me part, it's will you marry us. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like, they clearly put their heads together to write the speech. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, 
and I think my absolute favorite part of the movie when they're challenging death and you know they play Battleship and oh, they for play sure. uh, yeah. Twister when they're playing Clue and he guesses and he's like Colonel Mustard yeah and they're like no way man it yeah. was Professor Plum and he's like I said that yeah <laughs> that was the Professor- part that reminded me of Bill Hader. Uh, so. yeah. Cool. Well, you chimed in in the middle. So this is what happens. We we get talking, and then we go. Well, we should probably record this. Mm-hmm. So you just got half of our Bill and Ted's. Bonus we just got review. yeah. Just got mm-hmm. a good bit of yeah. Um, there we go. Well, juicy bit. I think all movies should have your favorite characters just die in them, and then they gotta you know come back. Mm-hmm. That was what mm-hmm. Ghostbusters three was gonna be at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Um. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Well, that was episode seventy eight. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Welcome to Yes, Have, yes, some, have some Goes to Hell. Yes, Have Some Goes to Hell. Oh. Right there. Hey, I want us to go to heaven, though, and get to wear those weird, like, lavender outfits that they wore. Mm-hmm. That, like, the uh, the smart people and, like, that go and, to like, heaven get to wear. Beat people up, beat people yes. up and mug them and not get in trouble for it. I in oh, my God. Part. So, so Abby had the idea of the three of us doing that costume at Dragon Con. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I'll do that. Yeah, or I'd want to do, like, the dead, like, grayscale version of Bill and Ted, like, where mm-hmm. they're, like, do your know. face paint kind of I want to see Jake and... as death in, like, a little farm girl. Yes, a little frou-frou dress. Love it. Yeah. Like cool. it. Uh, well, welcome, everybody, to episode 78 of Yes, Have Some. Thank you so much. Thank you for everybody who's tuning in, all of our new and uh, uh, old list, not old, people. Long time. Long time listeners. Um we had a lot of fun. We talked a little bit of Thor. The Thor discussion on uh, Yes Have Some, our Facebook group, group therapy, was pretty pretty, pretty intense, pretty good, yeah. man. People have yeah. some strong opinions. People really, really do like that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and uh, then we got a little uh, Justice League coming out this week. Ooh. Um, oh, cool. You guys excited for that? Hey, we watched some of those, like... Uh, there was extended footage that was released. Did we talk about that last week? Yeah. We did a little bit, yeah. It's just... I already dislike characters so much going into it. Um, Craig and I tried to go to an early screening of it. Uh, we were late, unfortunately, because the line was We were not long. late. We were an we, hour and a half early. Yeah. I guess a lot of people wanted to see this because the line was extremely long. And at the point at which we got to the theater, it was like pretty obvious that we were going to have to sit in one of the front rows. And I was like, I'm not about to watch Justice League in the front row for my first viewing. I'd rather like pay for a ticket. Yeah. And be able to sit in a reasonable seat that I can choose. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So. Yeah. Because um, I'm a princess, and if I'm going to watch this movie, yeah, I want to be comfortable, and apparently it's not so hot. Aren't they, like, uh... Well, the Rotten Tomatoes score is not being released till tonight. Yeah, they're tonight. not releasing so things. So, I guess Rotten Tomatoes is doing some new Facebook show when, when big movies come out, they do a, like, a reveal of the number on Facebook. <laughs> Um, so that's going to happen tonight as of recording this, but the reviews are starting to come out and surprising to no one. They're pretty bad. The overall consensus is that justice league is not a good movie. Uh, I think I heard the phrase polished turd being tossed around. I think Andrew Schaefer posted something about it. It's a Polish turd. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. I think, Listen, we'll we'll all judge it when we see it this weekend, and we'll we'll talk about it next week or whatever. But I think the general consensus—I'm going to say—that's what I'm going to keep saying. The general consensus is that it looks like a Zack Snyder movie, sounds kind of like a Joss Whedon movie, but overall is kind of not great, mm-hmm. and also a really bad CGI villain. Oh. Cool. That that's what we need. Know. 
That's yeah. what the world needs more of. <sighs> People are saying The Flash is great, though. I don't know. I haven't laughed at any of his lines in the trailer. Yeah. Who knows? That could just be bad uh, context or, like, bad trailers. So maybe we'll... I mean, how could we not like Gal Gadot? I feel like I'll watch the movie for her sake. I don't hate Jason Momoa. Um, I just... I'm not excited to go see this movie. Did you know when they did the... Re- I don't know if we ever talked about this. When they did the reshoots for this movie, uh, when Zack Snyder stepped away... When Henry Cavill came back to do his reshoots, he was filming another movie and had a mustache, and yep. they had to digitally remove Superman's mustache. No. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I, I keep seeing people be like, please, please, just, like, just put leave that it. footage on the DVD of yeah. Superman with a mustache. Yeah. Just keep it. The movie's not going to make any sense anyway. Who cares? No, it'll probably Superman's make it better. Mustache. Well, it's like that it, mustache could save the movie. You could. know, when, like... Um, God, digitally removing the mustache. That's like someone's job description. That's mm-hmm. great. Uh, you know, like... They make, like, waxes and bleaches and... In Ghostbusters, or like... I don't want... In Ghostbusters. In, it can happen in life. If something shocks you or scares you, you can your hair can turn gray. Uh-huh. And that's kind of <laughs> what they did in Answer the Call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe that's something... Like, Superman died, right? And I'm assuming he comes back, but maybe that's something that we've realized. Like, oh, when you come back from the afterlife... You get a mustache. You get a mustache. Maybe it's a Kryptonian thing. Like, maybe Kryptonians, like, when they come back, they Plus have a mustache. mustache. Cool. Well, you usually also, have to have, like, a visual change what was of the, the character. What was so. the name of our theme park we are going to open? Fantastic Park. Fantastic Park. The Yes Have Some theme park. Mm-hmm. New Superman's York. mustache ride. God damn it! Did I take it? I'm so sorry. Bitch! I, I, I'm so sorry. Oh! Oh, it's great minds. Did I just call you a bitch? You I'm sorry. It's fine. But that was yeah. that call me was. A I was gonna say Kryptonian mustache. Rides, That's better. But anyways, I, I'm so sorry. Like I do that. You do. I it. see the thunder. I run for it and then I steal it. You run for the thunder and then I run away. It's <laughs> sorry. It's fine. I'm glad we got to say it. All right, cool, everybody. Well, thank you for all of our listeners. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, make sure if you want to have some fun. Go to Yes Have Thanks Some. Thanks for coming back to the podcast table. I'm right here. <laughs> yes Have Some Facebook group therapy. Uh, that's where we talk. That's where we chat about this stuff. After the episodes, that's where we go and uh, digest everything mm-hmm. and uh, get our thoughts out. And, uh, well, it's a good time. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Yeah, it's a safe place to share your feelings. Jake, yeah, you, I, agree. Do, I agree with that. It's a safe place. It's super safe. Um, it's pretty safe, yeah. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a rough world out there these days, so, you know, you need it. I need it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, you guys want to talk about Stranger Things? Yeah. Yeah. We've been waiting, so. Well, my, my rundown says, Craig, at this point, talk about Stranger Things. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm going back. <bad> <laughs> okay. Um, hey, it's been a couple of weeks. We didn't really break it down uh, too much. Obviously, we're out of town. We're at Spooky Empire in Orlando. People wanted to digest it. We wanted to avoid spoilers, and we wanted to make sure that we all took it in. Jake, you finished it a little bit after us, but now yeah. that we've all seen season two of Stranger Things, after all the anticipation, all the buildup, all the hype, and I'm not going to lie, there is a Walking Dead level of hype right now for Stranger Things. Mm. People are into it. There's a lot of merchandise. Those kids are everywhere. I think it's at peak saturation at this point. Like we're We've hit it, and it's everywhere. I'm saturated. Yeah, people can't get enough. Because with the first season, there wasn't the knowledge that it was going to be a hit. Like, we've heard from, uh, I've listened to interviews with Duffer Brothers, both the Duffer Brothers about how. No, just, 
I just was, Duffer Brother. With Duffer so let's Brother. Let's just go with Duffer Brother. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I think I was having a stroke. Um, basically, they didn't know. Like, the, it was just another one of many shows that was coming out on Netflix. So there wasn't a lot of um, merchandise and, like, stuff related to the show that you could get your hands on when it was out. And people couldn't get enough. And now it's like they knew that anticipation, like, going into it. Similar to with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And there's, like, just a bunch of stuff out there. And, like, shirts that I want and stuff that's cool. It's like a lot, a lot of cool stuff. A lot of cool season, stuff. So. Um, I I don't own any Stranger Things merchandise, mm. but uh, McFarlane's putting out the new action figures, and they all look really good. So maybe mm-hmm. we'll pick those up. Whenever I see it, I want it, but like I don't have anything personally either. Right. So. You don't steal the thunder. No. Cool. Sorry. Uh, Jake, let's start with you. Okay. All right. Overall thoughts. <laughs> what did you think of season two of Stranger Things? <clears throat> Oh, overall, uh, I thought it was, um, it, it, it's got some really great moments. There's a couple episodes that I really like, um, but I, I, I overall felt disappointed. Hmm. I don't think, I don't think it's as good as the first season. Um, and it's kind of, I think the finale is one of the best episodes, but it also like, I don't know, man, like, I don't know where the show's going to go. I also don't, I don't know. It just, it wasn't what I expected from a season two. It wasn't as good. It was kind of, it, it, it drug along the first half of the season was kind of like, okay, stuff, is stuff going to happen here? Like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. There, there's also uh, something that we're all going to talk about that took me completely out of the show and killed the show's momentum. And I think it was the worst thing they could have done. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't yeah, know. And I wonder now. if like, I wonder if, like, I know, like, we were listening to a, a podcast with the, the the Duffs. That's what I'm going to call them. Duffer brother. Um, we're, Singular. We're, we listened to a podcast with, with those guys before we, we were on our way to Spooky, and they were talking about how, um, you know, it was originally, I'm pretty sure they said that it was originally just going to be, like, a one-season thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, it became super popular, and it created, you know, the desire for, for them to keep going. And um, whenever you watch the second season and it's not so good or not as good, it makes you be like, maybe they, maybe it should have been a one season thing. You know, like maybe it should have been like maybe, maybe how popular and how good the first season is hurts how good the second season is. Cause it's like, it, it was such a, it was such a big event and everyone loved it so much and it's so well mm. acted and it's so well cast and it's so well written that it's like, well, how do you how do you turn around and just do that again? Right, almost like how uh, Freaks and Geeks is like solidified as being kind of a perfect show because it has just that one season. And if it were to go on and have a second one, like, would it be able to hold up? And I feel like the cast of characters on Freaks and Geeks, like, you care about them just as much as the characters from Stranger Things. And th- that's why I was looking forward to the show because I really liked the kids and I thought that there were really funny like standout characters that first season. And I liked the overall feel of the show. And I think, honestly, like you, Jake, it was a little bit of a letdown. I think I wrote down I gave it a B plus. Like, initially, I think I thought A minus. But um, with more thought, I think that there were some things that, well, some I mean, choices B, that I didn't agree with. B plus is still a pretty good It's rating. still pretty good. It's still good. Like, I'm it not saying the, that it's yeah. a bad show. I'm not saying it was a bad show at all. But it also, like, 
the first episode I felt was pretty boring. And I was like, the first episode of Stranger Things season two, like, should not be boring. Mm-hmm. Um, I think epi- the second episode is probably one of the best episodes, but it still felt like it was kind of dragging along and didn't start coming together until close to like episode six. And that's, that's a, that's too far into, to the series when you only got eight episodes or nine episodes. And, uh, yeah. and also things just didn't really like, to me, things didn't pan out. Like they didn't, I don't know. Like it just seemed like it wasn't, it was such a weird well, I think I agree with you on that, Jake, and I think that one of the plot lines that fell short for me that was one of those things that was kind of weird was the search for Barb and, like, her justice and that kind of thing, and I know that that was a big thing that the fans cried out, like, after the first season, but I felt like that plot line on the show was something that took Nancy, and it's his name, what's his name, John? Jonathan. Jonathan. I felt like their romance, sure, that's something I kind of wanted to watch. I didn't mind, like, the kooky... Uh, conspiracy theorist guy because he was on that show love and he plays that like therapist character very well i didn't hate watching that but it was like not as good as their storyline from the first season because the first season it was directly related to will and it was all very neatly tied and like braided and woven together and they were all like building towards the same stuff but they were kind of out on their own little mission in this season and i felt like that was like also sort of like referencing stuff that was going on already in the outside, the world outside of Stranger Things, where it's like, we're acknowledging that you guys are mad about Barb. Now it's in here. Is It, it kind of felt a little bit jammed and forced and, like, shoehorned. Yeah, right. so I think right. the Duffer brothers, so that's a really tough spot for them to be in, right? Because they created this thing. It blows up. The fans love it. But there's one thing I want to say. Fans suck. Vocal fans who watched, okay, any, I'm going to, here we go. Fans suck. Fans really suck. have to rip that and put it in Fans uh, intro. suck. <laughs> Anybody who watched season one of Stranger Things and your takeaway was, oh, they did Barb wrong. Fuck you. Like, what is that? Like, My takeaway was they did Nancy right. I like that she became equipped and badass by the end Nancy. of the show. Nancy. And made some good decisions. Yeah, she is. She's a total homage to fucking what's her name? Nancy. Uh, Nancy. Nancy. Nancy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Heather Lodgenkamp? Is that how you say her name? Yes, yeah. I just Nancy. love that you were like, Nancy. Nancy. She's how an homage to what's her wait, name? Wait, what's her name, right? Yeah. Nancy. No, but obviously, and in, in looks and in character progression and all that well, kind of stuff. But what I'm saying is like, it's hard for the Duffer Brothers because all of a sudden they're put in the spot where they probably had no ambitions of revisiting Barb. It just It's a thing that happened. She died. Sometimes that happens, and, and it sucks, but you move on. It's part of the story. Yeah, and they were, like, basically... And they had, they, I think they felt like they had to address include it. Include in the dialogue. And I agree with it. It didn't really... didn't do much for the show. It didn't, no. like, oh, cool, now, like... So here's my issue with season two, because I did enjoy a majority of it, but the, the Paul Reiser character and all the dudes who are in the you know, the ones who are trying to contain the upside down. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, they did, They weren't really a threat anymore. You kind of realize, like, they didn't actually know what yeah, they were doing. Yeah, because Papa was evil as fuck. They and were. Like, and, I liked and, that. And, and I was first, even confused. Like, I thought they were all bad guys the first half of the season. And mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, oh, okay, they're, they're, they're still experimenting or they're still trying to do something. And then it's not until a little later that you realize, oh, wait, like, he... He's not doing. He's trying to stop it too. Yeah, not. he just fell into that role, and it's Who's kind of like everything in turns this? into Jurassic Park, and it's like Doctor Hammond, and it's like that was a huge Jurassic Park like 
the whole like having the demodogs eat. were pretty much velociraptors. They were like raptors, yeah, and it also felt like aliens. But the whole the nature of Bob having to be the one to go. Uh, oh yeah, fix the I cut like, the breaker. I'm a, ha- the I'm a hacker. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Oh yes. I was half expecting Samuel L. Jackson's arm to end up on Bob's shoulder. <laughs> yes. Man, I, I wish Jurassic Park is back in business. Is that the line? Anyways, uh-huh. I probably just fucked all that up. It's mm-hmm. not. What is the line? It's just, I, I think it's just, I think we're back in business. I think we're back in business. Oh, God. Okay. Well, I I'm think just... Fantastic Park is back in business. Cool. <laughs> hey, how long, is there a fast pass for the Kryptonian mustache rod? Oh, there's no line. <laughs> no line. <sighs> there's no line there's we won't cross. Well, it's, a, it's a quick ride. It's, so. A quick. it's so fast. It's so fast. It's a lot of short lines. I don't like it. It vibrates <laughs> all over. Anyways. Uh, Craig got... Craig got sick on the Kryptonian mustache. Oh, my God. <laughs> I threw up from my penis. We all have, like, immediate counseling after that ride. It's fun. I don't, I don't <laughs> know what's happening. It's because of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Everything's so sexualized. Yeah. Can't even like Kevin Spacey and John Travolta oh, anymore. Oh, man. What a rough week for, we'll like, never things get that I love. The Grease. Baby Driver. Spinoff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So back to Stranger Things. Yes, uh, let's back talk, in. I want to talk about some stuff I liked about it. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about the... Uh, there were lots of things I liked. I'll say so that. So six months ago or whatever, when the first trailer came out, we had that big discussion about what role will Ghostbusters play. Um, I think we mm-hmm. can now say we were all wrong. It didn't really play that oh, much of a role. Yeah. Like, no, not at all. They didn't use uh, you know, the notion of you know the parallel dimensions uh, and Gozer and all that. It, it was kind of the... I guess that was kind of a. Uh, they didn't really up the ante as far as the threat. Like I know the shadow monster was the giant threat, but it was kind of a continuation of D and D wheelhouse. Like, yeah, keeping it within Still those the, monsters. The, yeah, you know the Demogorgon, yeah. all that stuff. But uh, obviously, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters, <laughs> Ghostbusters in the in the second episode played a a big role as mm-hmm. uh, we knew it was going to. So they all had the Halloween costumes. Yeah, we got the Ghostbusters theme. Uh, Everybody had was talking about that the conversation they have because there's two Vankmans and Lucas doesn't want to be Winston. Yeah. And they're like, no, you have to be Winston. And he's like, Winston sucks. So this is one mm-hmm. thing I wanted to bring up. Guys, does Winston suck? <laughs> I don't think Winston sucks. Well, I think he's one of the best parts of Ghostbusters. He's got great lines. Well, according to them, there are three reasons. It was actually really funny. He's they're like, like, Winston sucks. He's cool. I've always thought he was just cool as they, fuck. Well, according to, I don't know, Dustin or Mike or somebody, uh-huh. or maybe it was Lucas who said it. It's Lucas. It's yeah. Lucas. Yeah. He's not funny. He's not a scientist. He's only in like half the movie. And he, yeah, he shows up halfway through the movie. I what mean, if, but he knows New York. Maybe he's like an acquired taste, like as you get older. I don't think I don't think Winston sucks. I can see, you know, like when you're kids, you might be like, you know, the the other three are are the main guys. They're right. probably funnier than Winston. They're in the movie more than like I can see that argument, but um it also was kind of like wasn't it kind of a bummer? Like, didn't that scene kind of bum you out? Because like Yeah. Well, because Winston always gets super, shit on. Because we're super, yeah, we're super into this world of Ghostbusters, and to this day, Ernie Hudson is the most vocal, and he he goes out and does the most with fans than any yeah. anybody else from that film. 
And also, like, we're still getting posters and DVD covers where, like, Winston's not on it. You know what I mean? Like, we still get shit like that constantly, and it's, yeah. it is bullshit. So, like, yeah. it sucks whenever we see things like that. And then we're watching something like Stranger Things where we're like, oh, this is going to be great. They're going to talk about Ghostbusters. And they're like, Winston sucks. <laughs> oh, that's the joke, right. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. They're making, they're ma- yeah, they're making yeah. a joke out of, like, whatever. They're going to do that, like, right. Stupid. Yeah, right. they're going to do that, just like everybody That's else. Okay. Right. Right. Um, I thought it would be funny if they all had Egon patches. Hey, why not? <laughs> they're what? all Spangler, because they all want to be all... smart. Yeah. And he gets Janine. Yeah. Can we talk about that? People forget about that mm-hmm. in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Egon yeah. gets Janine. And Andy yeah, Potts he's very is, handy. He's very handy. He's, they're both very handy. But then Janine moves on to Lewis. It's kind of a downgrade. <laughs> You know, she looks cute in the second movie, but her decisions are questionable. Yeah. She's a little smart in the first one. I should talk to her. We should talk. I did talk to Annie Potts once. Kind of. I I don't know if I really spoke. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, the Ghostbuster stuff was pretty cool. It's always cool, like, hearing the music outside of, you know, just watching Ghostbusters, Mm -hmm. uh, seeing it referenced in, you know, pop culture. Especially the ending. I liked the ending of that episode is like Dustin and he's catching. Yeah. Uh, it's like you don't see Dart, but he finds Dart for the first time. And then right. just the credits cut right to the Ghostbuster theme. And I thought that was really cool. Very, very right. cool. I loved all that. And all the stuff with Dart and Dustin, like, you know. Nougat. Yeah, giving him the. Yeah. yeah. It was very, it was very much like Gremlins, right? Yeah. That's what yeah. I it felt. Very, yeah, for sure. There's yeah. even, there's even like a scene where, um, there's like some very Gremlins esque music being played, Corey and it Feldman. sound it sounds like it is purposefully the Gremlins theme being mm-hmm. played. Yeah, I mean, there's really no shortage of references and homages to so much stuff. Like you can't yeah. really, it's mm-hmm. not even fun. Like it's just there and it exists. Like a lot of it is just homages, <laughs> but it's not. They're not be, always beating you over the head with like what the references are. You just kind of pick up on them a lot of times subconsciously. Right. Um, what do you guys think about that? I completely agree. I think there's tons of little tiny things that you can pick up on. Some that might not be significant, like uh, in the classroom at one point, um, their teacher is talking about a resurrection uh, from like a historical like medical case of someone whose name was Phineas Gage. And having just read Pet Cemetery, Gage is the little boy from the book. That's his name. So I thought that could have been like a little tiny Easter egg. But there's also, like, bigger stuff that feels, like, thematically or aesthetically, obviously, like, James Cameron is a huge influence to them. You see a lot of that blue light and a lot of the stuff that takes place with, like, the containment of the Upside Down. And, again, like, the uh, the Dem uh, Gorgon becoming, like, multiple, like, becoming a large threat and, like, uh, multiplying. And mm-hmm. the way that they... Uh, they act just it felt like a lot of Jurassic Park like uh, yeah it's, there's Jurassic Park <clears throat> so. there's aliens there's um, Close Encounters mm-hmm. yeah a little bit of everything a little yeah. bit of everything which um, is good yeah so let's talk about the as far as the characters go because like obviously I think coming out of that first season like everybody loved Dustin right it was like oh that kid's awesome he's kind of a little asshole but he's so cute that you mm-hmm. just love it I feel like I didn't get that Dustin feeling this time around like he was still kind of an asshole but because he's a little bit older well he's got teeth now so is his like big flaw and his like imperfection has kind of been yeah tweaked, so some of that's i don't know i just kind that, of like, felt like or I something is gone i was kind of like eh, 
I was so I was kind of iffy on Dustin this season, but I thought Lucas was awesome. Like I thought yeah. Lucas, yeah. like Lucas's family too, like his little sister and his yeah. parents were funny. And liked, all the stuff with Lucas yeah. and Max was mm-hmm. great. Yeah, that was like, good stuff. They, yeah. they just did. They did a good as far as like character development. They did a good job there. Well, um, do you think they did Dustin unfairly because they kind of wrote his character as being like a little bit of kind of a putz? Like he none of his lines worked. Like he ends up getting like a sympathy dance at the end with Nancy yeah. and not actually getting the girl because him and Lucas are competing for Max. The way he says "son of a bitch" doesn't work for me. <laughs> like. Nobody says son of a bitch that much and, like, fits it into places. Like, because he'll be like, oh, no, son of a bitch. What are we going to do, son of a bitch? And it's like, what? (laughs) He just kind of squeezes it Wait, were there any F-bombs? Because I thought there was a problem with the kids dropping F-bombs, or at least with... Well, there was one F-bomb, but it's not the F you're talking about. Oh, the other F-word, which you get a lot, by the way, in Bill and Ted. Yeah, it's just for fun. It's yeah, kind of it's a different time. It's a different time. It's kind of upsetting. Uh, no, no, no. Well, speaking of that, I did want to talk about Max's older brother. Uh, mm-hmm. What did you guys think of him? What is his name? Billy. What did you guys think of Billy? I liked Billy. Yeah. Um, I thought they did a really good job, and I think the actor did a really good job of being, you know, somebody that you hated because um, he's awful. He's super awful, and every time he's on screen, I was like, "Fuck this guy!" Yeah, yeah, he's like a get sociopath. This fucking guy out of here. One, and but, but that's good. Like that's what they were aiming for. That guy was really good. But here, here's something I want to complain about. Do it. Um, one of the characters that I ended up liking towards the here, here here's a character that I didn't like during season one that I like by the time season one is over, and that's Steve. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, so, Steve's kind of like the bully in the first season, but he becomes a good guy, so, like, they bring this guy in to be, like, the new bully, because everyone, like, like Steve's good in it. I like Steve. He's good in this season. Mm-hmm. Except, <laughs> like, you want so badly to watch Steve beat that guy's ass. Yeah. Yeah. And Steve's, like, Steve's a pretty good guy this season, and he's, like, doing all the good, the right things. He's, like, being a good guy. He's, like, helping buck. the kids. And he's got that baseball bat, which is really cool, and he's got perfect hair. And you, whenever you're getting to those last few episodes and you're like, cool, I'm so ready to watch this guy get beat up. or Like, something's going to happen. He's been an asshole all season. We're going to get to watch Steve beat him up, and mm-hmm. it's going to be cool. Then they have a fight, and that guy kicks Steve's ass immediately. And, mm-hmm. like, you're like, oh, so, like, Steve just got beat up. Yeah. Most like, untriumphant. You're like, oh, <laughs> it was – it was – uh, <laughs> It's such right. a bummer. No, I totally right. agree. It was and a then, bummer. It was a little bit of a letdown. Of, and then of, Max doing it in the end is kind of like, I get what they're going uh, for. They're yeah, empowering but her, it was but like, it's like, eh, a little too, little too late. It was you a bummer it. of a resolution for that yeah. thing. It's like you wanted to see Steve overcome because, you know, he's that guy's like making fun of Steve the whole season. You know, he's like, oh, I thought you used to be the, the big guy here. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like you're like, cool, Steve's going to shut this guy up. Yeah. be like, I still am. But, you know, I wanted to see that did. too. Because I love Steve and I love to hate uh, the brother because he's like, he's such a piece of shit. But yeah. you also kind of want to see him hook up with Nancy's mom for like. Oh, second. yeah. That was a great scene. <laughs> yeah, that, I know. It's really that great. That happened off screen. Yeah. It had oh, to. Oh, there was happened. some. That was not. Dude, TV when he show. like pulls his like the. 
his waist of his jeans out and does a little spritz down there. Like, I love that moment. Does, yeah. Then does his hair. That chemistry felt like that was coming from Offset. Like, yeah. there was something else there. <laughs> it was real. That wasn't even, hey, that wasn't even written in the script. No, uh, no. Yeah. They just got off the uh, Kryptonian mustache, right? <laughs> and he doesn't even have a mustache. Tastes uh, like little wispies. No, yeah. I, I thought Billy was great. I, I thought Max was pretty good. I'm glad they introduced a new character, put a female dynamic besides Eleven. Let's talk. Well, I don't want to go too long on Stranger Things, but let's talk about Eleven's storyline real quick. Mm-hmm. I really, I really loved. Okay, there's things I loved about Eleven's storyline. There's things I didn't like. I did not like that. The big mystery was like, oh, is Eleven coming back? How is she going to get back? And then within, like, three minutes, it's like, oh, she just came back. Like, she's just back immediately. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. But I did like Hopper taking her in, keeping her in that cabin, and all of that stuff I thought was pretty well done. Yeah. I did, too. I agree. All all that stuff in the cabin was good. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, a begrudging father-daughter dynamic. I'm all about it. Like, obviously, we were fans of Logan. You see that stuff. It it played out really well. Hopper is great. Um, and her, like, little tantrums that she throws, and you wanting her to get out of there is great. Now, when she gets out of there, I don't know how we all feel about that episode. I want to, real quick, I want to touch on that in a second, but I do want to say, like, I complete, I did not rewatch season one of Stranger Things before the new season, and I completely forgot that, like, Hopper, Hopper's daughter died. Yeah. Like, I forgot about that. And I feel like, that would have even added more of an emotional weight to the scenes between Hopper and Eleven, but they were just, they did a great job. Wasn't there, like, some little Easter egg about Hopper's daughter had, like, a bracelet, like, mm-hmm. a little blue piece of material that I think it was ends a up headband. something, yeah, it ends up yeah. on Eleven's wrist Eleven's or something. Eleven's wearing it, yeah. There's a good um, small thread of connection. But, yeah, if you had rewatched the first season, I'm sure that would have been fresh. There's also, everybody is theorizing that Steve ends up, he's going to become a cop, and become, like, Hopper's partner hmm. in Hawkins, Indiana. <laughs> there's oh, also sure. uh, a I'll rumor that's probably true that um you guys have probably seen this but, but hopper's daughter died in not in the hospital but in that facility right oh. probably because there's like there's like scenes from his flashback yeah. that would make sense exactly like the same place so they're gonna they're gonna go somewhere with that he'll have a revenge like arc with that that would make sense i read also i'm sure you guys did too about the bob pennywise theory like the connection yeah, that it's yeah. actually in Stephen King universe I loved yeah. Bob yeah let's talk about Bob real big quick big fan what a, I mean what about Bob what about <laughs> get out of my Bob for dinner fame um so Bob's Bob a was sweet good. guy I'm, I kind of I, for, I always forget Sean Astin he's great like he's great he in everything great, he's yeah. in yeah and like they cast him to be um you know he's kind of a He's a smart, caring buffoon in this movie right. or in this in this show. He kind of like, you know, he means well. He's kind of clueless when he shows up and sees that uh, uh, Will has you know drawn this entire thing over the house, which is the shadow monster, mm-hmm. and he's all freaked out until he realizes it's a map. Of Hawkins, and then he's yeah. like super into like, Wait, it. Wait, I know maps. I two maps. Yeah. Um, I thought Bob was great, and you know, I think that I cannot think of her name. Will somebody please tell me her name? Winona Ryder. Yes, thank you. Uh-huh. Um, I think she wasn't quite as crazy this season. You know, she didn't have the 
Like in the first season, it's like that was like it, it was almost like Jack Torrance levels of like this. She's losing her mind, right? Yeah, well, she does. Well, her when her son's not missing in this season. Yeah, so. she loses it when he's in the hospital and she's screaming about my boy, my boy, my boy. Um, which yeah, but um, got a lot more will this season. So yeah, and I, I, I thought Bob was great. Let's let's Bob's talk about great. that episode and we'll we'll, mm-hmm. we'll move on. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll be doing some more Stranger Things talk coming up soon. Um, I think. It, Chapter 7, The Lost Sister. Mm-hmm. Eleven yep. gets on a bus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She goes to Chicago, makes it there in about nine minutes. Although, Hawkins, Indiana to Chicago is probably not that far of a bus trip. Mm-hmm. This is kind of a controversial episode. Uh, it's definitely a risk to take to have a narrative that's completely outside of the, sh- the normal structure of the show. Obviously, this is about... Uh, they never name her, but I guess her name would just be Eight, who would have been another person in the facility. Uh, Eleven seeks her out. She kind of hangs out with a group of, you know... Punk, punk rock dream warriors. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. guess that's a good way to describe them. I mean, Abby, what would you think of this episode? I was not a fan of this episode. I felt like introducing an entirely new cast of characters into a late-season episode is asking way too much of my investment when I know that these characters are going to die off, similar to Expose in Lost and, like, Nikki and Paulo. And when it's like, oh, let's explore the others on the island. Like, who are these other people? Um, exploring the other victims of, uh, what's the name of the Institute? Like, the bad guys? I don't know. ITT Tech. Yeah. But, but, like, yeah, the other kids that were... It's kind of like an X-Men storyline. Like, like, these kids that were had special powers and were underwent all this torture left. And now they're like getting revenge on these guys. And is 11 going to live the rest of her life? You know, like anger leads to hate kind of thing going and killing these people. Can she do it? I did not give a fuck about that. And I also didn't like the whole like makeover montage thing. Just speaking honestly, like it just, it, I, it felt like sequel itis in like a way that I just I guess it's fine if she gets a different look. And I really liked the stuff that they did in the first season with her getting the wig and the dress and, like, pretty and all that kind of stuff. I thought that was really touching and special and moving. And because that was so sweet and touching and moving and I loved it so much, it just felt unnecessary to veer off, especially when those characters don't pop back up. They don't really matter. It felt like we just needed to get Eleven away from the group and then have her come back after going through a growing up process. And it felt so rushed. And honestly, it's like if they were going to do it, do it over two episodes, do it over three episodes, and invest and elongate that and fill in more backstory on those characters. It's not like I dislike... I really dislike the punk rock guy with, like, the mohawk. I just was not into his whole thing. And it just... It felt like a Marvel, like, uh, TV show, and I don't love those, and it just wasn't my thing, and it didn't feel like it was congruent with the rest of this season, so that's that's right. my thought. Uh, her name was Callie, by the way. Callie. I said she didn't have a name, but she clearly had a name. Okay. Uh, Jake, what did you think of this episode? Um, I I agree with everything Abby just said. I think, like, the, se- the seasons are too short to try to do that, especially, like, whenever things are like ramping up and it's like, you're getting close to the end of the season and you're finally starting to get invested in all the crazy shit that's happening. And then you're like, Oh, but here let's have an episode that has nothing to do with the rest of the show. It's also weird 
like those characters are the very first characters you see in the very first episode. Right. Right. And then you don't, you don't catch back up with them until then. And then it's just the, it's weird. That's weird to do because it's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter to the plot. And, um, it's just not, I don't know. It took me out of the show completely. Like I watched that episode and I was like, what the fuck is happening? Who, what is happening? Yeah. Uh, I just, I didn't like it. Yeah. I didn't like anything about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I didn't love it. Uh, I don't think I maybe was to me, I'm glad they were able to go try something different. It's probably more of a lesson learned for them. Like there's something to be, cause the movie plays out like a sequel to the first, uh, or the, the show plays out like a movie sequel. Right. And it, it's just weird to have this chunk of time. That's kind of, it's complete, like a completely standalone thing where you get the feeling like, well, maybe this stuff is going to be important and maybe like revealing all these kids who are in this facility is something they're going to play with down the line. But the execution of it is yeah. just, it's it just feels strange. disrespectful because those characters are supposed to have suffered extreme trauma, but you're getting a succinct distillation of all that trauma in the one girl explaining like this is so and so she was fucked with this and this and this way like I can't think of the specifics but instead of like being able to show an actual like flashback sequence that gives a little bit more depth to the character it was delivered in like exposition and and it's not so a lot of shows do have episodes that kind of veer off and like well the the episode of um, Breaking Bad that Ryan Johnson directed uh, I can't. The I, fly. I, well, it is the one with the fly. I keep wanting to call it Namaste, but that's definitely not it. Ozymandias. Ozymandias. Thank yeah. you. I knew it was a Watchmen thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, or anyways, mm-hmm. that's kind of a standalone thing. And that I remember that episode was kind of like, like some people who are just they just want to see the story progressing and moving forward, and we don't have time for that. Like, so I, I commend the Duffer Brothers for trying something. But Jake, I completely agree with you. If you only have nine episodes. If you're going to do something standalone, do it with the characters we already know. Like, give me the Dustin Steve road trip episode. Right. Yeah. Like, at least the. I just. I wasn't. Because you love those characters. You want to see them. And I was enjoying watching them interact. So I was like, get back to Hawkins. And because it felt like X Men ish, or like, I don't know, New Mutants or Young. Something along those lines, like. Derivative of other things. It took me out of it because I was like, well, this is just like a like a rip almost like a ripoff or like a poorly done version of of that kind of thing. like we see what you're doing we just yeah. aren't yeah. into it um and then, it, it's just it's just weird it's weird to me like when you only got nine episodes and you're and you're starting to like literally the episode the maybe episode or two right before that are really when you kind of start getting invested getting right. invested in like what's happening and it's like okay so you you're telling me that you only have nine episodes you have all these characters you have all this shit happening but you still have time to just go do something completely different. Like that, that episode couldn't have been spent better, you know, learning more about anything else that we're already seeing. That's what mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's pretty strange. Um, but Jake, like they, they do bounce back from it. The last two episodes of the season are really good. I agree. Um, I agree. The, the, the finale is great. The finale is great. And I love the, the like epilogue, all that shit at the end with them at the dance. Like it's yeah. all good stuff. Like, it's good. It, it it was weird because I felt like I wanted more of how the finale felt the rest of the season. I was like, yeah. oh, like why did it take nine I, episodes for me to feel like this? These guys are so influenced by Stephen King and Steven Spielberg that 
almost like how the new 2017 It was. I think Stranger Things works better as a coming-of-age tale. Like, all of the character interactions are always more interesting and satisfying to me than, like, the science fiction aspects of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, because my favorite scene of the the whole season was the dance. Like, because you're, like, it's like, like emotional. It's like a John movie, yeah. Um, yeah. And all the stuff with Demogorgon and Mike, uh, not Mike. Mike was super emo this season, by the way. Yeah. He just missed 11. Yeah. Yeah. And they kind of... You get confused because we're accustomed to him playing Richie Tozier, so we're something really... Well, he's played Richie Tozier for years. Just for years. All right. <laughs> no, well, you know, you're like, oh, why isn't he funny? You're like, oh, yeah, he was never really... Um, before we wrap up the Stranger Things talk, I mean, listen, you could do this. You could talk about it for days, right? Maybe we will. Maybe we'll have a more thorough breakdown in the future. Where do you guys think the story's going from here? Like, uh, obviously, they're gonna they're writing season three right now. They've said they want it to be four to five seasons. Maybe, where would you like it to go? What, like, what? What do you think, Ab? I just want to see a Steve spinoff, honestly. Where he does his just hair. like Steve, yeah, just yeah. babysitting the kids. Steve and the kids. I loved all that. I mean, I think the only tease we got wasn't there like a giant queen looking monster at one point that you you see like the outline of like isn't well they there reveal be... the shadow monster is still there at right the end of it right so they're gonna face off against that and i mean i'm i don't know where it's gonna go from here um i i honestly just want to see a lot of, see as much steve as possible so you so. just want a spinoff show called steve mm-hmm. stranger mm-hmm. things presents steve steven steven the kids steven the, the kids. kids yeah dustin <laughs> steve and the real stranger things son of a bitch i like that so Steve's um, like Slimer. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, eating the food. Exactly. He's just Slimer! Mm-hmm. Jake, where do you want to see this show go? Um, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I don't know how the show's going to go because I don't want to see, like, three or four seasons of, like, oh, here's another threat from, you know, the Upside Down. Like, it, it's got to be... I don't know. I, li- I, I liked the finale, but, like, when they cut to the very end and show that shit is still happening in the Upside Down, you're like like three times in a row, like wouldn't they, I don't know, wouldn't they move out of this town or like what's happening? I don't, yeah. like you just live in this town forever and just keep battling demons from the same, Place. it seems like, yeah. it seems like it's gotta be, season three has got to be different. Like it could, it, I mean, there's still gonna be, you know, a threat from the upside down, but I feel like it's gotta be like a drastically different feel or a different threat or it's just gonna get old. You yeah. know what I mean? I hope it's, they it's don't... cool in the first season. It's not quite as cool in the second season, which yeah. means if they don't change it, the third season is going to be like, cool, well, this show's done. Yeah, they're, they're going to go to space. They're in that tough spot, too, where they're probably like, well, we want it to be different, but we know if it's too different, then you get, like, the backlash. And it's just like, I, I kind of am leaning towards I wish it would have just been a one-season thing because now – they're almost in a lose-lose situation. I mean, I'm sure they can write... I kind of wish it would do a Twin Peaks thing and just do something completely different that's, like, loosely related to Stranger Things, but that's not going to happen, so... That evokes the same feelings, but, like, is its own original... They can... I mean, they can... I feel like maybe they should spend... Maybe they should spend a little more time dealing with the experiments on the kids and stuff and, and, and maybe a little less... 
you know, upside down stuff. You know what I mean? Right. There's two things going on. And if and if uh, and if it's revealed that um, Hopper's daughter, I believe her name was Sarah, was like did get you know did die in that facility, that means there's there's more to that story and more to the experiments and all that. And maybe we can like you know we can still have we can still have a monster or something to fight. But I feel like maybe they should shift the focus a little bit. Um, and they talk order, about how in order like... for it to not get boring. And they keep talking about how, like, it sucks that the kids are growing up. Like, no, it's fine. They can be older. Like, mm-hmm. if if we had to wait, I'd rather wait three years for a really great season three than them just rushing out another season and just having something that might be subpar. What if right. they waited, like, uh, 28 years and then add, like, adult casting for all of them similar to It and, right. like, the, uh, the, the everything's back? And just comes back. Yeah. I mean, so. that's fine. So. Do it. Listen, as a Harry Potter fan, I am in a situation where... <laughs> All right, cool. Let's Sorry, move on. I forgot. You guys ready for this fuck budget? Yeah. Are we fuck budgeting? Oh, I hope so. We're budgeting. I got a fu- I got fuck budget. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Mother, mother, fuck. Mother, mother, fuck, fuck. No. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Go through five topics. I give them to Jake and Abby, and they allocate how many fucks they give. Ten fucks. For each topic, they get ten fucks total to give. And the trick is, you got to be careful because if you care too much about one thing, you're not allowed to care about the other. None of the points matter, but they matter more than anything you can ever imagine. Are you guys? The cares ready? matter. The cares matter. You guys ready to roll? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Yeah. Nobody has been for informed of these topics beforehand. Is this no. is this a true statement? No. Blindfold. What? No. I knew nothing. We all have blindfolds That's on. Not true. I Give don't know why. Bucks. How? Right. Yes. Here we go. Starting off, today, the first teaser trailer for Deadpool 2 was released. My question is, Abigail Gardner, how many fucks do you give about this trailer? I'm going to go ahead and give three fucks to this trailer because I thought it was funny. And I always forget how much I like Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. And when I saw that movie, uh, I watched it twice. And it was, uh, I just really enjoyed the first Deadpool. I really, um like just associated and identified and like I liked the dark humor and I liked uh, the characters and I'm excited for the sequel to this movie. I know there's been some changes. The uh, original director's not coming back. Uh, so I'm a little bit stressed, but uh, I like Bob Ross and I liked the little uh, like the painting sequence that they did. I thought it was, it was got some cool. laughs. Yeah. So and we got, fucks. and also a uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Yeah. And a cool X-Men costume. Yeah. She's coming back and she looks really good. So very cool. Yeah. Any other thoughts on that? Um, or just three fucks? Just three fucks. Jacob Walsh, how many fucks do you give about this Deadpool trailer? Uh, I gave it one. Wow. I gave it one uh, fuck. Here, here uh, he goes. Oh, yeah? Here he goes. <laughs> All right. No, I don't have here he, a problem. Here he comes. I, guys, I like <laughs> Deadpool. Jacob Walsh. I thought it was cute. It was funny. So cute. But, ultimate, but ultimately, I just think teaser trailers kind of piss me off a little bit. So I just gave it one fuck. I was I, I, I would give the movie itself more than one fuck. I give this teaser trailer one fuck. You don't respect the teaser, Jake? Nah. Nah. I thought it was, I mean, it's funny, but like it's two minutes long and only like 20 seconds of it are actual footage from the movie. The rest of it is just hey, kind, kind of dumb. That's what you think. Oh, Until yeah? you watch that movie and halfway through you're like, oh, here's that Bob Ross scene. Here we go. Yeah. It all makes <laughs> sense just, now. It's just that scene is in the movie no I, I, i'm not like 
I don't think there's anything wrong with the trailer. I, I thought it was it was fine, but it's just like teaser trailers don't get me. I don't know. They bother me a little bit. They uh, they they're. I don't know. I don't like being. I just want the trailer. I you don't want, want to be teased. Trailer. Here's the yeah. question. I just want the trailer. There's about 20 seconds of footage from the movie. Is the 20 seconds you saw more than likely better than any 20 seconds you'll see in Justice League? Yes. Okay. I, mm-hmm. I, yeah. Yeah. Good. Definitely. Uh, cool. Well, well, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the one fuck I just gave a Deadpool teaser trailer is more fucks than I've ever given any DC related garbage. Mm. Jake, I'm sorry, feel like Batman. You never tell us how you feel. Yeah, <laughs> I'm always like wondering. So. Yeah, sometimes we cut when we're done with the show. I'm like, I just wish Jake would like let us know what he really feels. Yeah, like I just never know. Maybe it's like a self hate thing. Like he get like afterwards we ha- we Jake's like, all right, guys, bye, and then he like closes his computer and then he just puts on a Batman mask and cries. <laughs> I just his Kyler Ren helmet and sits in the bathtub. <laughs> I just like punch things that I just like draw the Joker on stuff and just punch it. Jake's at the fucking gas station and he's like, "Why so serious?" And they're like, "What?" He's like, "No, I hate myself. Yeah. I can't. God, I can't." When stop did that doing movie this. come out? How long, how long ago was that? Then Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Two thousand. It'll be ten years next summer. Wow, ten years since a good Batman movie, huh? Bring it back. Hey, I think wow. it's it's ripe. You know what? I I'm not really one to speak on this, but apparently all of like there's some new animated Batman movies that are supposed to be really good. Maybe we should watch those instead. <clears throat> yeah, I've seen. Uh, yeah, I would I would watch those. Yeah, there yeah. you go. I wouldn't be opposed to that. Yeah, you guys ready? Sounds good. Next sure, next topic. For yeah. The fuck budget. Let's do it. What's, what's what we got? Next, it has been announced that Ryan Johnson, writer director of Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi is now developing his own trilogy in the Star Wars universe. It's going to be an original three-film series. The first one's going to be directed by Ryan Johnson, and uh, he's heading up the whole thing. It's going to not be related or associated necessarily to the you know the Skywalker saga, uh, but it's coming. Jake, what do you think? Yeah. You know, I gave this zero. I'm just kidding. I gave it four. <laughs> oh, whoa. I gave this four fucks. That's the most fucks you've ever given. Yeah. It is. It's the most I've ever given, and, and, and I almost gave it less, and I'm, I'm nervous about it. But, but, like, it's Star Wars, and, you know, like, Ryan Johnson has, has, done, has done well so far, and, you know, we the Star Wars that we've been getting has, has been very good. And I, mean, I know we've only gotten... We've only seen two so far, but still, out of those two, one of them is probably the best Star Wars so far. You know what I mean? And we're about to have a new one that looks amazing, and from what we hear, it could be the best Star Wars movie. So it's just like we're getting good stuff. I we, We've talked about the Han Solo thing before, and, and I'm less excited for it, but I don't doubt that it's going to be a good movie. So – Part of, part of you is like, or part of me, I don't, I'm not speaking for you guys, but like part of me is nervous that it's like, oh, three more Star Wars movies happening. This is happening. This is happening. It's like, it, it scares me that there's going to be so much, but it also is exciting. And to me, it's exciting that it's going to be all new characters. That I like that. That was one of the things that I really liked about Rogue One. It was just like, you know, it just felt new and it can, you can... You have more room to play around with with the worlds and the mythology. If you're doing completely new characters, it's like 
if you if you mess it up a little bit, it's like, okay, well, they messed it up, but at least they didn't fuck up, you know, mm. the saga we know because it's its own thing. So it's it's it makes me nervous, but it also makes me excited because we got a lot of Star Wars coming. So I gave it four. Four fuck. Well, Jake, you're making me feel bad for only giving this one fuck. What? I, fe- I feel like I should give more now because, like, I'm like, oh, it no. does make sense to explore. But no, I gave it one fuck because I haven't seen The Last Jedi yet. And until I see that, I will not be able to allocate more fucks to this because. Well, what I- about a fuck credit card? Yeah, do they take credit? Um, no, it's like I liked Looper. I, I don't remember, like, loved loving Looper. it. I loved Looper. I should probably revisit it. But oh, I think that. Yeah. And yeah. then revisit it again. And then, and then maybe go back again, again. Yeah, and yeah. like on a cycle. Um, but yeah, no, I feel like I'm, I have high hopes for The Last Jedi, but until I see it, until I fall in love with his um, directing style and like really get into this and want more and I'm like have a, a taste for it, yeah. I'm not going to give um, <clears throat> like a, a really a good fuck about it yet. More than one is how I that feel. Makes like. I think, yeah, I think that, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I almost gave it less, but I was I just couldn't. I was like, no, it's it's. Star Wars and it's it's big news. I couldn't yeah. do it, but I but I see where you're coming from. It Thanks sounds for. like it excites you, which after yeah. hearing your excitement, I'm excited as well. So I think what's really cool about it is that when they were trying to find a new director for Episode Nine, everyone was like, "Well, it's probably going to be Ryan Johnson because they seemed very happy with the Last Jedi." But then it was J.J. Abrams, and we we're all like, "Ooh, maybe he just is burnt out. Maybe he doesn't want to do it. Maybe they didn't like the direction Ryan Johnson took the Last mm-hmm. Jedi into." And then they're like, no, no, he's doing three more Star Wars. Yeah, him and Kathleen Kennedy, like, they get along. Yeah. So. I mean, and let's face it, the the Star Wars director, the the saga that they're going through with the creators of this movie, Mm -hmm. or these movies, it's not been, it's been a bumpy road so far. Troubled, yeah. Like, J.J. Abrams obviously didn't have any issues, but. Phil Lord, Chris Miller. The Chris Miller stuff, Phil Lord. Colin Trevorrow. Colin Trevorrow, and then, um. Gareth Edwards, who did yeah. uh, Rogue One, like, having reshoots and late, like last-minute touch-ups and shit like that. So yeah, there's been a lot of uh, strife. So the fact that they're like stoked on Ryan Johnson and that he's going to get to develop his own thing and play in uh, that sandbox, yeah, create it from scratch. Port saga, I yeah. Mean, we could be seeing like we can't even begin to anticipate, you know, what this could be. It could it could be you know small stories within that universe. It could be mm-hmm. a new Jedi saga that takes place thousands of years in the future or thousands of years in the past. Porg standalone movie. It could be a porg standalone <laughs> movie. Uh, yes. So I, I I'm I'm very excited. I I don't I don't really get fucks in this segment, but uh, I I would probably give four or five fucks about this. Yeah. Oh, I cool. think you get to give a fuck about one you can of give our. A fuck. Topics. I get to care about one thing. This I will the, say you this: you can have a fuck about this one. Do you want to hold on and wait till you hear the rest? Well, I'm just going to add (laughs) a piece of information to this. They also announced on the same day that there's going to be a Star Wars live-action television series Mm -hmm. in 2019, which is something that's been rumored for a very long time. In fact, before Lucas sold uh, Lucasfilm to Disney, there was a live-action Star Wars series in development. Mm-hmm. We don't know what this is going to be. We The only thing we know, it's going to be featured on the new Disney streaming service, mm-hmm. which when you say that, you kind of go, ugh, that sounds stupid. Yeah, oh. But then you think... Until you realize everything is owned by Disney. All of Disney, yeah. all of Marvel, ABC. Like it, It's it's going to be a lot of content. So, yeah. um, 
You're doing good. They're doing good. But yeah, uh, I'm I'm completely thrilled that Ryan Johnson is doing that. Now, here's another question I want to pose to you guys. Does there? It seems like they're going to still be doing these spinoff movies, and it seems like the main saga movies could continue with an episode 10, 11, 12. Mm-hmm. Are we going to get into the Marvel release schedule where we see two, maybe three Star Wars movies a year? And will that be too much? I think it's possible for that to happen, but I feel like people are trying to take a little more care. And I'm not saying, and I'm not trying to uh, insinuate that like the Marvel movies aren't trying to, you know, put a lot of time and effort into those movies. But it just seems like with Star Wars, it's like there's a little extra, there's a little extra care behind it because I don't. It's probably. I don't know. I just think it's the most uh, it's the most cared for. It's probably the most popular of of just literally anything. And it's the biggest media like movie franchise in existence. It just is that we yeah. will ever so see like, in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I don't feel like we're going to end up getting like three a year like Marvel does. I, I wouldn't doubt if it moved up to two. You know, like right. maybe we were getting one at the beginning of the year, one towards the end of the year, kind of thing, or, oh or my something God. like that. But guys, yeah. I really want two Star Wars movies a year. Yeah. I love Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We good. should do something. Saga-centric we and then like do, a standalone We need story. to put our heads together and figure out if we could do like a Star Wars, like just something Yes Have Some related. Just something cool yeah. with Star Wars. I was watching A New do. Hope today and I was like, yeah. Why I like you, it. Well, that's interesting. I'm into this. Yeah. All right. Anyways, moving on. Uh, <laughs> I was like, hey. <laughs> Guys, Not such a bad idea. Ready for the next topic? Yeah. Let's do another one. Cool. On January 9th, 2018, we will see a DVD Blu-ray release of the hit movie It, starring Bill Skarsgård. It's a hit! And a bunch of other children. Uh, they announced the Blu-ray release. It seems like the digital release was pushed back a month. It's not coming till December now. And it will be on Blu-ray January 9th. It does not include the director's cut that has been talked about, but it does include 11 deleted or extended scenes. Abigail Gardner, how many fucks do you give? I'm giving three fucks to this. I want to say four, but I'm going to scale back to three because I feel like, you know, who knows what's coming next. So I'm just going to be a little stingy. Um, I give those three fucks mostly because of the because I've read about this, the Pennywise Lives uh, bit that's going to be on there. It's like the Bill Skarsgård behind-the-scenes stuff. I'm like, yes, I cannot get enough of Bill Skarsgård, and I want to watch him, like, transform into Pennywise. And there's also, like, a whole thing with Stephen King talking about... um, The Dark Tower. Yes, which is what (laughs) the people want. No, but, like, talking about the development of Pennywise and, like, you know, all that kind of shit, which is going to be a segment that I want to watch. And also the deleted scenes are amazing, and I really enjoyed this movie, and I loved the book, and th- I, there's so many reasons why I want to go out that morning and make sure I get a copy in hand. So I'm very excited. There's three fucks being given. So, Jake. Yes. How many fucks do you give about the It Blu-ray? I, uh, you know what? I 100% agree with Abby. I, I also gave it three. Um, same, same reasons, but, like, you know, Fist Stephen bump. King. Yeah, yeah. Feel good. Uh, Stephen King is, you know, like we're, we're obviously very deep in Stephen King, and, and he and he takes most of my time from me, and uh, <laughs> I really, Nanny. you know, we followed it for a long time, and it, it, I, it was a really great movie. I'm, I'm ready to see it again, and kind of like after thinking about it here and there, thinking about things maybe I didn't like about it, things that I really loved about it. It's like I want to watch it again, 
And I want to see, like, I, I am going to be honest, like, I'm not putting a whole lot of hope in what these special features end up being because it's become a very awful trend for movies to be very stingy with their deleted scenes. And just like Blu-rays nowadays don't have a whole lot of good special features on them. No, man. And I, and I, and I am bummed that they're not putting the director's cut on there, but that means I guess they're probably going to put another release out at some point. Mm. Probably when the second one comes out. Yeah. Well, they're they're they have said that they're going to try. I have read that um Andy Muschietti wants to he wants to put out a version once two is done where it's just all edited together is yeah. one is one thing which Ooh, which would be great which I would want be a great because box set. Yeah, for sure. But I'm just I'm just excited because you know it was something that uh, was pretty close to all of us and um and it, and it's out and we had a good time seeing it and I still. I, you know, we just met. We just met half of the cast, and it's a great thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited to to finally own it. So I gave la- it three fucks. I I see, Abby's laughing because I think she thinks that our audience might think that I drove to Tennessee to get cookie dough with Jeremy Ray Taylor. Yeah, I did not. I skipped it. <laughs> um, um, I was reading an article today concerning the when I was doing when I was doing my show research uh, about how. Like, when DVDs first came out and they would put out special editions of DVDs, it was like film school in a box. Like, you would get, like, tons of featurettes and behind-the-scenes documentaries. Tons of stuff, man. Common scenes. Yeah, so much shit. There'd be, like, you'd get two discs, and the second disc would be nothing but... Like, one of the, the, like, Jurassic Park Blu-rays, it has so much fucking... It's, like, hours and hours hours of behind the scenes like featurettes shit yeah. from all the special effects you just you get so find out about that storm stuff. that hit while they were filming uh, like how exactly, it brought the cast yeah. together exactly like that's fucking love that cool. shit and it sucks because like guys i this is i was at best buy the other day and they had the best buy i normally go to they moved their dvd blu-ray section to the back corner of the store and it was just completely truncated. Like, they barely had anything. Like, wow. we... Like, My face is so contorted right now. I'm very upset by that. The whole point of going to Best Buy is to recreate your blockbuster experiences that you can't reclaim. Yeah. You just want to, like, peruse and think about... Yeah. The, like, I mean, to rent digital, I, I mean, people still do buy, you know, DVDs and things, but, like, it, it's going... It's slowly disappearing. Um, and that's why they're not putting as much content on the Blu-ray releases and the DVD. Cause like I, I had the Armageddon DVD criterion release and it was like, it's fucking Armageddon. It had like three commentaries. Yeah. yeah. Like need it. The, if I will say this to our listening audience, if you ever get the chance, watch the Armageddon commentary that has Ben Affleck on it because he makes fun of the movie the entire time. And it's very, <laughs> very funny. I want to watch that. Yeah. Like he does a whole thing about like when they're like, we need the world's best deep core driller. And he's like, Who's keeping that data? Like, who has a list of the best deep core drillers? And, like, how do they just access it? Like, how does NASA know what that list is within, like, minutes? Um, so, yeah, it sucks, man. I mean, like, I think collectible DVDs are a strong market, steelbooks, uh, you know, that kind of thing. But for the most part, it's kind of it's kind of fading They're away. They're a dying it's slim, breed. It's slim pickings. And I, and I also, like... I'm sure those little like comment or those little like featurettes that are on it, they're probably like five oh, minutes. Oh, 
The Stephen King thing's four oh, minutes long. guys. And I yeah. know I've already heard it and yeah. read it, and it's whatever, but, you know. I want to see one time Stephen King Still be like, it. I don't like that thing. He likes everything. <laughs> he Stephen likes everything. King. Pretty positive, yeah. He tweeted about Stranger Things season two, and it was like, if you just read his tweet and hadn't watched it yet, you'd be like, oh, this must just be glowing. the greatest thing of all time. Yeah. But anyway, so we'll all be looking forward to that It Blu-ray release. We'll do a little uh, DVD review, and one of these days we're going to record a commentary for something. Maybe it'll be Mm -hmm. it. Uh, Maybe it'll it'll more than likely be Ghost Heads, actually. (laughs) Oh, y'all. Just wait. We'll get some special guests on for that one, and we'll... uh, Does anybody want us to have some to do a... An unfiltered commentary of ghost heads. We cannot do that. I don't I mean, think it's in our best be interest. A, that would be an awful thing for us to do. That okay. Would be bad. Yeah. Well, we'll just do it for ourselves then. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll get Zach Myers on the mission. Yep. yep. Hi Zach, if you're listening, he listens. Yeah, he's probably already made one, so you can just get him <laughs> yeah, to okay. send it to us. <laughs> he's a big. He's a big. Uh, he's Zach's a big fan. Zach's a big fan. Mm. Oh. All right. All enough right. inside baseball. Here we go. It's not that inside. It's not. It's out. You guys ready? It's Netflix. We got two more to go. Yeah, let's do it. The 20th anniversary of one of the highest grossing films of all time Mm -hmm. is Upon Mm -hmm. Us. And on December 1st, in your local theater, you will be able to view the movie Titanic. Mm. Jacob Walsh, how many fucks do you give about the 20th anniversary of Titanic? (laughs) You guys want to take a guess? Should we all together now? Just yeah. All right. On the count of three. Zero. Oh, you guys <laughs> oh, I knew it. We were both snickering in the back of the class. Zero. We're like, Titanic. Yeah. Mm, I feel fuck. like it was a light news week. I, I mean, I'm trying mm-hmm. here. I mean, yeah, I, if you ask 13-year-old or 12-year-old Abby, I think I was 12 when this movie came out, I would say, like, all of my fucks. I, I would give everything because I did. All, t- all in. Just like All in. Just Ten bucks. All in. Expand on why you don't <laughs> care about Titanic. Uh, you know, it's I just... I mean, it's whatever. It's fine, but I just don't care. I don't. I don't. It's not a movie that I care to watch again ever. I just don't care. All right, you just don't care. Just don't care. You've seen it though. We I've all know what happened. I've seen it a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there's an alternate ending. Maybe if, an, if there is an alternate ending, cut. I'll go. What would the alternate if, if ending? They, if they, if they, Titanic floats in, too. If maybe they like cut in more Bill Paxton, I'll go. Yes, in that cable sweater. I yeah. want that. Yeah. The whole opening's cool. Not How could she possibly know back. about the diamond? <laughs> Wait, what's it? The heart of the sea? All sorts of neat stuff like that. We've been looking for know, the man. heart <laughs> of the sea for 20 years. Just don't, yeah, whatever. I care about him. Let's see All what right. I Let's see Abby? what I gave. How many fucks? I gave it zero fucks. Uh, I just yeah. wrote don't care. Don't care. I don't care. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I didn't even write the don't care. Yeah, exactly. I, I remember seeing it in the theater and it being a big deal. Um, I remember my dad covering my eyes during the sketch scene, but like peeking. Because it's like, you have to see it. What does he not want you to see? A woman's breast? I know. Like, what it, like, I know. Very aware. Um, but yeah, it's not like I go back and watch that movie. But Craig, I know that you do whenever it's on television. So how we many hypothetical fucks do you give? The sketchbook contained nude breasts of the old lady. Wearing the Hope Diamond. <laughs> That's my Bill Baxton. I feel like it's pretty good. I don't know. It is uh, okay. All sorts of neat stuff like that. Did you already do that one? Mm-hmm. Anyways, I did that one. I like... Do you want five uh, Titanic spinoffs? I do. I want one which is just Bill Paxton in that little tiny submarine for like two hours. Uh-huh. I want an alternate ending where 
they don't hit the iceberg and they just arrive in New York and everyone just enjoys their new life. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want an alternate ending where it sinks, becomes a ghost ship Titanic, and we see its journey into Ghostbusters 2. Yes. Yes. That's the series. Cameo by uh, Cheech yeah. and uh, the other guy. The Better late guy. than never. Better like- late than never. I love that part. That's so. GB two was on the other night. That part is so it's funny. So, so good. Such a good movie. He says the Titanic just arrived. Um, <laughs> I like Titanic. I think it's a, a an amazing movie, and I think it holds up. And uh, I don't know. Anytime you're seeing like divisions of class, and you got all the poor people on the bottom deck, and you have the rich snooty people, and you've got a old uh, Billy Zane kind of just being an asshole to everybody. God, I like dick, it. Yeah. I like Titanic. Does he have a pencil mustache in that movie? He needs one. Uh, well, or up. we could digitally remove it. <laughs> or add it. Um, <laughs> listen, I, I, I don't know. I like James Cameron. I, I think I like Titanic. I, I give, I'm going to go see it because I never got to see Titanic on the big screen because fun fact that nobody will care about. Locally, when I was growing up, we had two theaters. There was the Cinema 8 and the Cinema 6. And then they built the AMC 24, which was like the mega theater we still go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was some weird contractual issue. They only showed Titanic at the shitty Cinema 8. They never showed it on the big screen. So I'm going to go. I'm going to buy my popcorn. I'm going to buy my Leonardo DiCaprio t-shirt. I'm going to go watch Titanic. Big screen. And I'm going to give a major fuck. Got Good. it. Nah, Billy Zane's somebody, got like a 5 hey, o'clock shadow. Got to. <laughs> Like, why are they... Oh, what? Do they need Titanic to make some more money? Is that why? Yeah. They need to fund Avatar 2 through 9? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Going back to All the right, well. Cool. All right, guys. We're almost done. We're on to our last subject. Thank you guys so much for the participation. And also, by the way, if anybody ever wants to suggest uh, topics for the fuck budget, get on Yes Have Some Group Therapy. Give a fuck. And give a fuck. Contribute, yeah. All right. Come. Hey. Pick up your... You pick know, we're, up. We're uh, trying. So. Pick it up. <laughs> this is called bookending. We started this episode talking about Bill and Ted's bogus journey, and right now, I'm going to ask you, Abigail Gardner, mm-hmm. when it comes to the long rumored, much talked about Bill and Ted three, that has been talked about by Keanu Reeves most recently, just a couple weeks ago. How much do you give a fuck about a third Bill and Ted movie? How many fucks I'm going to give? I'm uh, I'm allotting three fucks to this because I just watched the movies. We just obviously talked about that at the top of the show. And I really liked them, which it also bummed me out because the Bill and Ted show, like, thinking about that in retrospect made me really sad because I was like, it could have been so much better. The one in Orlando? Great. Yeah, the one we saw in Orlando. Gotcha. Um, but this movie, um, Bill and Ted 3, I think that it could be great. And I really still like Keanu Reeves and watching him in these movies the last couple nights, like, my little crush was reignited, and I want to see him on screen again. And his comments about this movie, like, the plot of them having to, like, make a song. Let me, well, why, before I go to Jake, why don't I read the recent comments? So Bill and Ted 3, uh, they've been working on it for a long time. Bill and, Bill, Bill and Ted have been working on it. No, uh, Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, they want to do it. They've got a script. They have a director. They're trying to get financing. It sounds like the kind of thing, if it when it happens... Maybe it'll be on Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to be in theaters. So, this was the comments. Uh, Keanu Reeves says, quote, It's a cautionary tale. They're supposed to save the world, but when we see them, they haven't saved the world. And they're married and have kids. They're playing to nobody. But they have to write the song and face the music. 
hopefully we'll make it before we're 60. So the title that was released was Bill and Ted Face the Music. Mm -hmm. His second quote was, the future comes back and says, if you don't write the song by this certain time, then the universe is going to unravel and history and everything is going to change and dinosaurs are going to walk the earth. Jesus is playing baseball. Those three words, Jesus playing baseball, that's why I'm sold. That's why I give three fucks. All sorts of weird things start unraveling and wormholes are twisting. We have to kind of bring order back and it's connected into bringing our families together by writing a song. It's edgy. A great scene where Bill and Ted are in jail. We're seeing our future us's and they're all tatted and hard. And then he goes on to describe that scene. So what I'm asking you, Jacob Walsh, given what you just heard, how many fucks do you give about Bill and Ted 3? You know what? I gave it two fucks, which is the amount of fucks that I had left. I've used all, all ten fucks. fucks. I think that's probably the first time I've done that. Mm-hmm. Um, Here is some money. It's... De- Deacon. <laughs> Deacon. Here are some fucks. Here are some fucks. This is Napoleon. He's a great uh, French leader. Napoleon at the water park is my favorite part. I just, I, for, I haven't mentioned that. Okay. Continue, Sorry, Jake. Jake. Sorry, Jake. No, you're good. I, I like Bill and Ted. I like both movies. It, it, It's one of those things that seems like it might n- never actually happen because they have been talking about it for years. And I know, like, the Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves have been, like, photographed in the past together. Like, years ago, I remember pictures came out of the two of them hanging out. And they're like, guys, look, they're really, like, there's really you know, some steam behind Bill and Ted three and like, they've been talking about it forever. So it's like, it's one of those things where you're not sure it, it it's almost like Ghostbusters three at this point. You're like, it's never going to happen. It, yeah. it might. And, uh, and I, and I, I'd be down for it even like f- for whatever it turns into, whatever kind of movie it is. I would like to see it. I think Keanu Reeves is, he, he, he seems like a pretty nice guy and his movies aren't always the best, but he he's pretty good, and I like him, and I like him in that role. And uh, I gave it whatever fucks I had left because I just I want to see it. Like, what if they bring death back? What if Station right. comes yes. back? Like, it's just like yes. I know they can't really do Rufus, but they'll right. they'll figure out something, some kind of thing to throw in there. But it's just oh, like, it'll be Rufus will just be some like Rufus will be there. Yeah. But, um, I don't want to spoil Twin Peaks, but there's something that happened in the new season of Twin Peaks where there was a character that was still there. But it was not that character. So I could maybe Rufus is like uh, just, you know, I don't know, like a household appliance. They're like, Rufus, you're an AM radio now. <laughs> oh, I got it. Inanimate object, got yeah. it. That would be amazing. Fine. That would be amazing, and that sounds like something. They, like, they don't even have to explain that. Like, it would just yeah. be that's how it is. Right. I think Definitely. I, I can't watch Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey and not be, like, not excited for – the thought of a third film in the franchise. I, I yeah. think it'd be cool. I'd be, so, I'd be into it. Yeah, bring death back. The the thing that is always dangerous with doing a sequel this far out from where the original was is that, uh, you know, people get older, they change. I mean, if you look at the set, Dumb and Dumber 2 with Jeff Daniels, Jim Carrey, it's like the characters are just slightly off, so it doesn't, it feels weird. It doesn't feel like they know how to play the characters anymore. But the right. good news is Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter essentially look the same. Yeah. So you have they that do, and if, and if it's, like, literally the plot is, like, I mean, part of the the problem is that the characters are old and they haven't fulfilled, They're, like, you know, deadbeats, yeah. Their destiny yet. So it could, it could make sense. You know, it could be a good way to bring it in. Like, I like the, I like the idea of the opening scene being like, Bill! 
we were supposed to write the most triumphant song and save the universe, but we like haven't just, done it yet. Just forgot, like they just remembered. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, Bill, what time is it? <laughs> we were supposed yeah. to write that song. <laughs> Bill, we, Ted, we were supposed to do that twenty years ago. Well, I thought we did do that. Right. <laughs> I literally thought that's what the credits of Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey was. It's yeah, them singing yeah, never, the song. Yeah. Yes. They they fast forward in time. They are going to have they are going to have to retcon that skills. a little bit because they 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 yeah. really do like end of that movie. It shows all the like headlines and it's like right. world peace That's, because of Bill and Ted, right? Like that. Which so, I want prints of all those headlines yeah. framed on my wall because they're very yeah. cool. We're not going to yeah. successfully save the universe until we write our song, but we're not going to be able to write our song until we find Rufus. Well, apparently, like they're supposed to be married and have kids, like right. for this third one, so they're probably going to have like. You know the trappings of adulthood, and like it's going to be them like reclaiming the their Dude, youth what if, or whatever. What yeah. If, what if like one of them now is a cop? You know, like isn't oh, yeah. Bill's dad a cop? You know, yeah. Like, what if he, yeah. He's working, Wait, I like the idea. Yeah. Dude, they're like fifty years old. If we don't write this song, we're going to end up having to go to Oates Military Academy. <laughs> <laughs> it should still be a threat. Yeah. In Alaska. Um. <laughs> Like that's so funny. I love it. Let's yeah. make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, that also reminds me. There was a. I guess Step Brothers Two is not happening, but the plot is so funny. Yeah. The plot that was, I love Step Brothers. Jake, I, we all I, the movie's great. I don't mm-hmm. know. I love it. The supposed plot for Step Brothers Two is going to be, uh, their parents retire mm-hmm. and move into a retirement community, and then. Will Ferrell and John C. Riley think that that means that they get to retire too, and they move in with them to the retirement community. That's fantastic. Let's make that happen while we're at it. Okay, yeah, folks? let's do that one um, too. Well, cool. Well, that was a fun fuck budget. Yeah, I gave all my fucks. Jake, you had a fuck. Me too. Yeah, I gave oh, them all. Yeah. Gave well, them all. I give a, a fuck about you guys. Thank you so much for everybody uh, tuning in. And got a lot of Bill and Ted talk. I, I want to see Bill and Ted three. Like, when I think about movies from my childhood that I want to see another one, like, obviously, Ghostbusters, like, uh, uh, a true Ghostbusters 3 is always, you know, the dream. Whether or not that ever happens, Mm -hmm. God, who knows at this point. But, Bill and Ted 3, Austin Powers 3, 4, Austin Powers 4, does anybody care about that? No one cares about that. Wayne's World 3, that's never going to happen. So, like... We, we for a long time it was Pee Wee Herman, and then we got a new Pee Wee Herman, and it was kind of uh, yeah, not yeah. so great. That was also Netflix, correct? That was a Netflix movie. So um, here's hoping. So uh, here's hoping to more Bill and Ted, and they need Station to like you know jump up and you know smash into himself. Well, I want to see them go to the planet where all the stations are. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. yes, I would explore that for um, sure. And if not, we're at least getting a shit ton of Star Wars movies, right? Yeah, exactly. No cool. doubt, no doubt. Uh, Abigail, any final thoughts before we sign off? I mean, I'm all out of fucks. Thanks for giving a fuck to all I'm of you out there. I'm all out of fucks. <laughs> I'm so, so fucked without you. you. We do a lot of singing on this show. We should record an album. I think so. Oh, oh we should call Christmas this episode uh, Bill and Ted Talks. Yeah. Like, like Ted Talks. Wow. Thank you, Jake, for doing my Good job one. for me. So now we have a title. <laughs> the title. Or... I'm just going to pitch a little uh, nostalgia mashup movie. Yeah. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure in Babysitting. Ooh. <laughs> I like it. Good uh, luck. All right. Mm-hmm. Or 
Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey to the Center of the Earth 3D. Ooh. Oh, wait. Holy shit, when I watched that. Yeah. Bill and Ted, like, riding dinosaurs and shit. Bill and Ted and the Rock. Prehistoric monsters, yeah. I'm into it. Center of the Earth. Finally. I want to... You just reminded me. You guys know the trailer for Rampage comes out tomorrow? Oh, yeah. Oh. Rampage. Yep. Tell me more. Finally, we get a Rampage movie. Yeah. I've been hanging out at arcades and skating rinks for years begging. Um, Rampage was an arcade game popular in the 80s, and uh, it's basically like a King Kong, a Godzilla, and like a werewolf terrorizing Whoa. a city. Uh, yeah, something like along you those are lines. those characters, and you're you're right. just supposed to go around eating people, basically. So the Rock will be in the Rampage movie, and hey, maybe it'll be amazing. That'll be awesome. Mm-hmm. They teased the the, po- the like poster came out today, um, and it's got listen, like it's, it's the got Rock, like the Rock standing there, and the and the the, yeah. monk, the monkeys behind him. But now that I'm thinking about it, I want to see Bill and Ted and the Rock in a movie together. Yeah. yeah. You jabronis think you can go one on one with oh. the great one? You mean like The Rock as The no, Rock? No, the actual The Rock. Yeah. Tell okay. me, son, what's your name? Well, I'm Ted Thie. It doesn't matter what your name is. Yeah, I wanna, I've never seen Whiplash, but I want to see him like getting the... Because like, they obviously don't know how to play their instruments, but like you know, getting on them to practice. Like he holds no, a rock concert no. and shames them. I want the dude from Whiplash to train them to play their instruments. Yes. yes. That would be amazing. Oh what's his name? God. Uh, uh, Oh, John Jonah Jameson, the guy from Spider-Man. His name is J.K. Yeah. Simmons. J.K. Yeah. Simmons, who's also playing uh, Lieutenant Dan Jake, in the new uh, Justice League. Yeah. <laughs> Not Lieutenant Dan. I can't think of his name. Gordon. Uh, oh, guys, we're Gotta all... see him. We've got some mashups. we got a lot to do. All right. Yeah. Now, let's cover a little bit of ground before we sign off. Will somebody please make a Justice League poster but put Lieutenant Dan in it? Please. Because uh, I just want that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to make it better. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be better than the movie, so... I, we got to sign off at this point. I, I'm, I'm do if if we're at the end of an episode and I'm just doing impressions of The Rock, we probably just need to be. We should probably someone should it's press stop ever. on the record thing. Yeah. Whoa! He gave you the people's elbow, dude. Yeah. Excellent. Craig's cutting All right. For Jacob Walsh and Abigail Gardner, my name is Craig Goldberg. Saying if you can't have a Bill and Ted three, at least you can get fifty more Star Wars movies. Yeah. Can I get an amen? Mm-hmm. Amen, yeah. sister. All right. Say your prayers, take your vitamins, and also check out yeshavesomecast.com where we post all of our episodes. T-shirts. Facebook.com slash yeshavesomecast in the official Yes Have Some shirt store, yeshavesomeshop.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at YHS Podcast. And please stay tuned. we got a couple fun things that we're going to be talking about in the next couple weeks. We're not going to reveal any surprises. A couple of things in the oven. Couple of baking. Yo. Couple of yeah. things. Okay. Uh, so stay tuned to the S House. Set your timer. Uh, social media accounts. We'll be making some announcements. <laughs> I'm and sorry. You want to just you just want to tell? Yes. Them? I have a thunder stealer this episode. First of all, I no. want to say I'm sorry for stealing your thunder to everyone out there, but specifically to you, Craig. You know what song we're gonna have to use now? <laughs> yeah. What's that dumb? It's AC- ACDC. Yeah. yeah. Thunder. Oh, I don't even God. like that. I fucking hate ACDC. Is it my fault that we have to close out with ACDC now? Because I know that it's playing if people are w- once this is out. so It's playing right now. First of all, right? I'm sorry. It's on when right now. I'm here, sorry. When people are hearing this, it's literally going to be behind <laughs> me right now. We're as I'm not going to use the magic. 
Because ACDC is the kind of band that would sue a small podcast for using their music. Probably. Metallica and Napster. Because they need whatever money they can get. Total dick move, yeah. Yeah, we're getting sued for all of our assets, which means we're giving them three cats, $40, and eight fucks. Yeah, we're good sport, though. There you go. They ain't getting my fucks. Yeah, I'm all out of fucks. Sorry, guys. All right, guys. We will see you next time. This is Sorry, episode ACDC. 78 of Yes, Have Some Podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. I know Jake had a title. It was good. We'll go back. We'll get it. What was Jake's title? Jake's title. Bill and Yes, Bill. God damn it. Thank you, Jake. Bye.